Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. Welcome back to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Katie Horner, and I'm excited to be with you today for another guest interview in our series. Our guest today is someone who helps busy women take steps forward in leadership and in life. She is a lover of purple, much like me, and uh, we didn't plan it, but if you're watching this on video, both of us do have purple on today, so just thinking alike in that way, but uh, this is someone who enjoys her children, now her grandchildren and her everyday ministry to people to whom ministry is important. And so, if you will, join with me to welcome to the show, Joy Knopp. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here matching today. That's good. (laughs) We didn't plan it. It wasn't surprising. It's so funny because my (laughs) nine-year-old walked in this morning and she had purple on too. So, so Joy, thank you so much for visiting with us here today. You are from simplyjoy.me. Uh, is your website. Tell us a little bit about what you do as a coach for busy women and what is it that sets you apart and makes you unique? What's your flamingo advantage? Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm glad to be here. And my journey, like many of your guests, like really all of us, my journey has been one that has kind of evolved over the years, over the lots of years. I spent 15 years as a children's minister During that time, God used my senior pastor, he used conferences, he used resources to grow my personal leadership in a significant way. And when the Lord transitioned me out of that into this new venture, I knew that leadership, the heartbeat of leadership was was the thing that he really wanted me to lean into to encourage women, to encourage everybody, but particularly women, because that's that's where I'm coming from, and that's the world that I know. And so when I have the opportunity to encourage, to listen, to ask good questions, to help women figure out where they are, if they're stuck, where they, where they are now, where they want to be, to help them dream more, and then to help sort things out so that we can figure out what are the next practical steps to get there. And in that process, there are so many things that we can and should be doing for ourselves in the area. And now this word, this phrase scares people sometimes, but self-leadership, that is like the core of, of my leadership content. Because if we are not leading ourselves well in all the areas of life, so I'm not talking about just business, just ministry, I'm talking about relationships and finances and our physical and and the whole thing, leading ourselves well in all of our areas of life, it's then when we can spill over and have maximum impact in all the areas that God has called us to, in the areas of leadership, with teams, with our families. And there's some young moments that'll say, well, I'm not really leading anything. Listen, if you've got impact and influence over a two-year-old, and I hope you do if you're the mama, then you're leading. And so we just need to be focused. So that is that is kind of where I'm coming from with just lots of encouragement without beating anybody over the head and without saying, 
there's not a one size fits all. There is a let's learn you. Let's figure out what God has called you to and where you want to go. And let me walk that journey with you. So that's a little bit of where I'm coming from with all that. I love that. I love that. And embracing the you, right? That cut, that ties back well to our Flamingo Advantage theme, right? Embracing the unique that is you and also yeah. leaning into that Holy Spirit yeah. to say, what is the right way for me? How do I apply this to mm-hmm. my life, to where you've put me, to the people that I am leading? Um, but that self-leadership piece too. I know mm-hmm. scripture talks a lot about discernment. It talks a lot about self-discipline. What's the mm-hmm. difference between self-discipline and self-control versus the self-leadership that you're teaching? Right. Well, I think there is a lot of self-control and self-discipline in self-leadership. In self-leadership, it's constantly learning. All leadership, and and people have heard, you know, leaders are learners. Leaders are readers. You know, all of that stuff. In self-leadership, I am putting myself in a place of humility in a place of no matter what area I think I'm an expert in, I'm not, because I've not learned everything there is to know about that area. So I am in a place coming from a heart of humility with lots of questions. How do I keep learning and growing in business, in ministry, as a wife, as a woman, as a mom, now as a grandma? How, how do I keep learning and growing combined with self-discipline and self-control and setting the goals and all of those things. So I think it's the position and the heart that we come to it with is is a big part of self-leadership. I love that. It reminds me of um, just this morning, uh, I take an online fitness class and Mm -hmm. at the end that she always closes it out with prayer. And I just, as I turned off the call this morning, I just stayed on the floor mm-hmm. and um, just asked the Lord some of those questions too, right? Because no matter where you are in your business, there's always something else you need to know, something else you need to learn. And she's just like, Lord, what is the next thing here? What, what are you trying to teach us? Where do I look today? And I think that's so important as leaders that we not only you know feel like we have to give all the time, but that, like you yeah. said, that we're, we're willing to say, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Lord, show me, show me who like you, Joy, or or somebody else needs to come in and, and speak into me or teach me something that I don't see in the moment. And so often it is those people who come alongside us that can give us that perspective from their outside looking in to what God is doing that can can really ask the right question or give us just that extra perspective that allows us to see clearly what it is that he's trying to do. I love that. And, you know, I heard one time in terms of always learning that if we as leaders, as women, find ourselves to always be the smartest, in quotes, (laughs) the smartest person in the room, that we're in the wrong rooms. I need to be in a room where I am learning. I need to be in a room where I am fed. Now, is God going to overlap all of that? He is. He is going to allow me to learn from this person and them to learn from me. But if I'm always at the head of the table, taking charge, leading that room always, then I'm not taking the right opportunities to put myself in other positions to learn from others. So that is that is so true. That is so true. I think it's very powerful, too, because um, we're not just supposed to be a sponge that collects and collects. 
You're supposed to be more of like the funnel or the the channel yes. through which yes. things can we we learn and we pass it on to others. Yes. Um, if our bucket is full, then we can give out, right? But but at some point, we've got to refill that bucket in order to keep giving out. And so we've got to be, you know, like fill up the bucket, let it overflow, and fill yes. up the bucket and let it let it overflow. And I know that one of the things that has been so key and for us in growing our business is to surround ourselves with those mm-hmm. people who are further ahead than us so that we can learn from them, uh, surround ourselves with people, like you said, that are smarter than me or have more experience than me who are where I want to go. So that even as I'm pouring into those in my programs or my mastermind, I'm still being fed into myself and able to continue to grow. And, you know, that doesn't come natural and it doesn't come without effort. It doesn't come without Mm -hmm. investment. But it is so, so key. Um, the majority of business owners who do become what the world calls successful six, seven, eight figure business owners have done it by surrounding themselves with people right. that are smarter than them. Right. And, you know, scripture says in multitude of counselor, there's safety, right? Talks about the wise walking with the wise. And mm-hmm. it is such, such a needed, needed area. Joy, tell us who your ideal client is. Who are the people that you are called to serve? Okay. This has been, this has stumped me for a little bit because, you know, all of the experts, Katie, they say, who is your, your ideal, your avatar? What is her name? What is her age? And I have several girls (laughs) and I have finally gotten okay with that. I finally gotten okay with that because my gal is the one who, now, are there men in some of my audiences? Yes, there are. You know, when I do children's ministry trainings or various things, there are. And, and I appreciate that. And we can, again, that mutual exchange of learning. But as far as the coaching and the retreats and the leadership circles and things like that, she is a gal who realizes that she hasn't arrived. She realizes that she wants to continue learning. She wants to keep moving forward in life. She realizes that she might be stuck in a place or two. And she might be in children's ministry. She might be a mops mama. I love speaking of mops groups and and those sweet ladies. She might be a woman who is just barely toying with the idea of starting a business or not. And what does this look like in this phase of life? She might be a lady who has just become an empty nester and she's like, now what? What? I mean, nobody wrote the book on this. Now what? So she is someone who, who just really desires to keep moving forward in the areas that God has called her to. Mm, I love that. And busy. Busy is a common denominator, <laughs> I know. Yes. Busy and looking for that outside perspective. But you have a list of eight tips for these busy women. And we'll share that in the show notes. If you're listening to this or watching this, be sure and and check the show notes for that link because we're going to give you all eight. But I'd love to have you share two or three of those here. What are the two or three best tips that our busy women listeners need to hear today? Yes. Okay. All eight, honestly, are probably ones that people would not expect to see on this list. So there might be some surprises along the way, but one of, I don't even want to say it's my favorite. They're all my favorites. But one of them that I really like is we all can do a really great to-do list and we can make a to-do list a mile long. 
But the third, number three on that list is to create a stop doing list. We need to be very intentional and thinking through. And this is an ongoing list. And I am very, I, I love lists. I can make a list for things I need to make lists for. And, I, and I'm serious about writing it down. Like there's something when you put pen to paper that solidifies if there's studies about what it does to your brain and all of that. I mean, typing it out is good. Keep it where you want to keep it. But writing down a stop doing list, what are the things that I need to eliminate so that I can get to the to-do list and my goals and my dreams? So that's one of them. Another one on the list, I think, will be a surprise to people. And again, I'm not an expert in this area, but I have researched it and lived it enough to know that it needs to be on this list. And it's it simply, oh, it's not even simply, it is because it's not simple, but it is recognizing seasons of grief. I'm quick to share with ladies that grief is, it's not just when somebody dies, and then that's a whole level of significant grief but grief is when your first kid goes to college and your mama's heart thought it was ready but she wasn't ready or when your preschooler goes to kindergarten or when you move grief can be for good things for hard things they're significant changes and if we're busy and we don't recognize in ourselves what triggers grief and how we grieve we may actually be holding ourselves back and not allowing ourselves to process it appropriately and well. And, and that can really stall us out. It can become a deterrent. And in and, and seasons of grief, we do just have to recognize and give ourselves permission to pause maybe some of the big things. But recognizing that is huge. And, and so many women find themselves right in the middle of it, and they can't figure out what's wrong with them. So I think that's one of the one of the really big things that we need to we need to be aware of. And and the last one on the list is just fun. I say it a lot. I write it frequently, but just be where your feet are. You're busy. You're going a mile a, a mile a minute, and I get that. But there's also value in being fully present. We can plan. We can calendar. We can dream. We can have our to do list. But being intentional about being where our feet are. And Katie, right now, my feet are right here at my desk and I am fully a hundred percent with you. When I get up and go out, I'll be a hundred percent somewhere else. But being in the moment, and there's a lot of different ways to say that, but we, it has to be top of mind because it's not natural to be where our feet are. Now it's natural to pick up our device. And as soon as we do that, we're not where our feet are. So. That is just another one that I try to keep in front of people. So good. And how does, how do each of these tie back to overcoming that busy or the hustle or the, the stress that we feel from that? Give us just a real quick for each of these, the stop doing list, the seasons of grief and the, the being where your feet are. How does that affect this whole hustle mentality that we've been taught? Hustle is a very general term. Anybody can go hustle, and, and all of us probably have a picture of what that might look like. Somebody just frantic and, and really making it happen and churning it out. When I create a stop doing list, that is very individual and very personal for me because what's on my stop doing list will be a normal 
very okay part of someone else's life. When I walk through a season of grief, that's very personal to my personality, to my background, all of those things. So when I can recognize that in myself, it's going to look very different from someone else. It's going to affect my busy in different ways. And when I'm intentional about being where my feet are with my people, with my business, with ministry, that is going to look very different than somebody else. So I think all of these things come back to the fact that I am uniquely created by our Heavenly Father. And my personality tests might say the same as somebody else's, but they don't have the same background as me. They don't have the same parents as me. They, they weren't born in the same place as me or in the same time as me. And so I am a super unique person. And when I lean into that, then creating that stop doing list for myself, recognizing my grief, being where my feet are, slows me down, my uniqueness to know exactly what I should be doing and the pace I should be doing it at. Do I believe that there are seasons of sprints and hustles? Yes, there are. There are going to be days and, and I am, there just are. You ask a children's minister the week before VBS if she's sitting on the couch eating bonbons, and that would be a big no. There's no bonbon eating before the week of VBS in a church setting. So there are going to be seasons of intense hustle and sprints, but overall, I need to know what my pace needs to be in this season of life, and applying these eight tips will help me do that for me personally. Thank you for sharing those. And for those listening, watching, again, you can get the whole list of all eight of these tips for busy women uh, at the link in our show notes. We're going to put that in there. And I want you to think, which of these three do you identify most with? Which do you most need in your life? We'd love to hear that from you. And if there's someone in your life that you can think of who needs to hear this as well, please do them a favor and share this episode with them so they can hear the good wisdom that Joy has just shared with us as well. So Joy, it's been such a pleasure to be listening to this today and to have you share this wisdom and hope with us because it really is hope that we are unique, that we can lean into the Holy Spirit as the owner and director of our business and of our lives to be able to walk in victory and to do and be all that he's called us to do and be. What is one last thing you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Keep taking steps forward in whatever season you're in. Nothing stays the same. If you're in a particularly hard season, you're not going to be here this time next year. Just keep taking steps forward and enjoying the breath. I am 150% convinced that God is the giver of each breath that I take. And to be a good steward of that to know myself well enough, and then to enjoy that and to consider it a blessing. So just be where your feet are and enjoy the journey and enjoy each season that you find yourself. Love it. Thank you so much. And my friends, be where your feet are. The flamingo has his feet in the water, exactly where God placed him, doing exactly what God wants him to do. And we want you to walk tall, be where your feet are, and let God use you just like he uses those fun flamingos. We'll see you guys in the next episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. 
and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.